Welcome to the Songwriters Podcast with Ann Sibley. In this wood won't hold me down anymore. You are listening to The Shandies and Episode 5. Thanks to Kelly Productions for sponsoring this episode of the Songwriters Podcast. Since 1986, Kelly Productions has provided high-quality, imaginative entertainment for premier resorts, private events, and weddings on the Monterey Peninsula, as well as corporate clients nationwide. Their talented entertainers include musicians in every genre, as well as vocalists, comedians, magicians, speakers, and so much more. Visit kellypro.com. That's kellypro.com. Thanks to Rocky Mountain Prayer Healing for supporting this episode of the Songwriters Podcast. Leslie Foster is helping people's bodies to heal themselves through prayer, forgiveness, energy healing work, and flower essences. Go to RockyMountainPrayerHealing.com to connect with Leslie and her services, including healing touch for your beloved pets. That's RockyMountainPrayerHealing.com. Today's special guests on the Songwriters Podcast are the Shandies. I am so excited to have you meet my new friends, Natalie and Shannon, and they just have released a brand new album. They've also had a really fun song go viral recently. It's called Day Trip Tuesday, and I promise you're not going to get it out of your head, and maybe it'll even inspire you to take a, a fun trip. So here are my special guests, the Shandies. Well, welcome. I am so lucky this morning because I am sitting with Natalie, well, sitting across from on Zoom, uh, Natalie and Shannon from the Shandies. And I love you guys. So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. I am so glad to have you. And I can't wait to introduce uh, more people to your music or people that love your music already get to listen to you. But I, I want to hear um, if you can start off just telling us you know, your story um, before we launch into a song here. Um, and what it, what is it that, you know, brought the two of you together musically? Well, we both uh, have been musicians throughout our entire lives. I mean, we've both been playing music, music since we were little kids. Um, I started playing guitar when I was seven, um, was writing songs by the time I was a teenager. Shannon, you started pretty young too, right? Yes, I started on piano and ukulele when I was seven and I was writing songs at that age too. They're pretty funny, but <laughs> I was. <laughs> I've heard some of them. I think they're pretty good, but um, yeah. So I've uh, been musicians our whole lives, played in different bands, solo. Um, and then we met um, here in Springfield, Missouri, where we live. Um, we met through some mutual musician friends um, and and then a couple years later started dating. Um, and then within a few months of spending time together as a couple, we just naturally started playing music together. I mean, it, it just kind of um, happened organically. And, and before you know it, we were, we were just harmonizing and playing guitars just when we were just hanging out together. And we were like, okay, let's just like book some gigs and give this a shot. Um, so that's kind of how it started. So we officially became the Shandies in April of 2016. Um, so we've been together as a band since then. Um, so uh, about seven years as a band, eight years as a couple, five years married. So it's, it's been pretty fun. Yes, I love it. 
I love it. A musical love story and a duet. So I have a lot to relate to on this side. All right. Well, we would love to hear uh, a new song from your new album. Okay, sure. This one is called With the Grain. One, two, three, four. Recognize this soul. The grain, the cracks, the stains that seem to be a part of everything. I needed much more than I should. The memories it holds and the illusion of support it brings.
goodness. That was gorgeous. Well, thank you. Thanks. What a beautiful song you wrote, Shannon, and, and your two voices. I mean, it's such a vulnerable, giving thing to sing in harmony like that. And there are so many good lyrics in there. I just, as you said them, they kind of rang like I was there in the house and they were like, you know, echoing in the hallways. And I really, really felt that. And and I'm sitting across from you guys and, and the listeners can't see, but, you know, the two of you are sitting close to each other and have these two beautiful guitars. And Natalie, that was some gorgeous guitar picking and harmony singing. And um, do you have a favorite line um, Shannon, that you sing in that song. Um, I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but if there's a lyric in there that just feels so good to sing. Well, um, really, probably the last two lines are my favorite because it took me a while to come up with that. And when I, it, when I did, it was just uh, really satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of summed it all up for me um just about you know not having so much just relying so much on uh on the house or like being able to if i if for some reason had to leave or um you know move or something that you know maybe it wouldn't be as hard as I would think, or just oh. kind of letting go of attachments to things. I think that's a, a lot of what it's about too. Oh, oh, I love that. I love how you put it into words because, you know, we were talking off, off camera, off microphone about, you know, I can't always put into words, you know, explaining a song, you know, sometimes I'm like, I just want to sing it and let that say it. So I think it's a whole nother skill and I think we're all good at it as songwriters sometimes and it's not as easy other times to put into words what a song means. Sure. Yeah. So I love that. I love that you're talking about that and that release of attachments. And there were so many great lines in there. Tell us about how these song, what's, what's the songwriting process like for you? Um, you know, where does it happen individually for the two of you and where does it then come together? Um, anything we'd love to hear about um, your your musical magic that you make. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's been really cool about this album. So this is our fourth studio album that'll be out July 20th. And um, we've done a lot more collaborating on this album. Um, the first two albums that we put out... I wrote all the songs, right? Yes. And then the third album, we had some co-writes. Um, and then this one, we've had uh, we've had several co-writes. And then even some of the ones that I had written, like maybe most of the song, and then you, you know, helped me finish it. Right. Um, and then with The Grain, Shannon wrote completely alone. Um, but we, I just feel like we collaborated together a lot more on this album, which has been fun. Um, I'm not sure why it took us so long to get to a collaboration stage, but um, but it's been it's been neat, and I've 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 uh, enjoyed that that aspect of it. So um, for me, when I'm writing a song um, on my own, um, it oftentimes comes to me uh, maybe a phrase and a melody, so something that ends up being the hook. Um, 
you know, I'll get some kind of phrase stuck in my head or a little, it'll start with a little melody or, or something like that. And then oftentimes I write most of a song in my head before I even pick up the guitar. Um, and I do this sometimes in the car or in the shower or, you know, and I just kind of have it in my head and then, you know, I'll sing it in my phone or something. And, and so a lot of times the, you know, I've written the, the bulk of the song, at least the, the melody and, and some of the lyrics um, before I even pick up the guitar, which is, is maybe not typical, but, um, and then for the collaborations on this album that Shannon and I, Shannon and I have done, um, maybe one of us, like, um, so on Problems, uh, yes. that song's already out as a single, but um, Shannon wrote the guitar riff, and I think then I came up with the melody, mm -hmm. and then we kind of did the words together. Right. Yeah. So kind of, you know, those type of collaborations where one of us starts with one piece and then brings it to the other, like, here, I've got some lyrics, let's put together um, the rest of it, or I've got a melody, or here's some chords, or, you know, and then we kind of flesh it out together. So um, that's been that's been a lot of fun to do this time. Yeah, it has. Yeah, like Day Trip Tuesday, which just came out, uh, about six weeks ago. Yeah, May sixteenth that came out. That's our that's our viral summer hit. <laughs> you gotta check you gotta check out Day Trip Tuesday. It's a it's a trip for sure. <laughs> yeah, we we came up with that. We're not even sure which one of us first had the idea, but we were on a uh, little day trip. Um, on a on, Tuesday. On a Tuesday, and it was during the uh, pandemic. You know, during the worst part of the lockdown and we would just take little road trips you know short road trips and uh go on a hike yeah. or take our kayaks somewhere go on a go on a float with our kayaks but just stuff that we were doing alone yeah and so we just started singing day trip tuesday <laughs> and uh and then it just developed from there so that was a lot of fun yeah but the whole the whole thing was just us in the car and then we again we can't remember which one did it first but one of us was like day trip tuesday and then we added a little <laughs> harmony and then we actually had like most of the verses written by the time we got home just singing it in the car <laughs> and um if you check out the re the recording, so that one's out as a single as well, and it's just we we decided to go with like sort of a retro '80s vibe on it, and it's so fun. Yeah. Um, but it will get stuck in your head for days, and I apologize. It's like people will come up and say, "Oh my gosh, Day Trip Tuesday!" Like, thank you, and also like, I hate you <laughs> because they're like, I love the song, but I can't get it out of my head. So like, thanks, and also like, you know, thanks a lot, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, that's fantastic. I can't wait to check that out and look forward to it being stuck in my head and going around. And I love seeing you both. I love seeing you both light up about that and to spark, you know, to, to connect with that spark of inspiration and to be out doing something joyful in your life as a songwriter. And then to, you know, pay attention to the creativity that wants to come through you and grab onto it. And um, it can be easy, you know, it can, as a songwriters, we can let it, we can let it be easy in a way where we just let it come to us when we receive those gifts. So I, I love hearing also, Natalie, about, you know, that you do get most of the song before you even get over to your guitar or a pen or a paper. So you must have some, your brain must have that amazing, like visual memory. Um, I've actually just been learning about that, but that's that's really neat and I love how you said you're usually driving or you're in the shower like these are such common places it seems like where inspiration um, and these songs can really come through us I love that 
I love, and I think about the co-writing, your comment about that, it, it's a skill. And I think, um, you know, to be able to collaborate with someone, it takes a bit, you know, you can't have that kind of, I need it to go my way. Um, you know, this is so precious to me. I think that the two of you, you know, the relationship that you have with each other, you can trust each other. Um, I mean, it's funny to think of Pete and I, you know, we've done a lot of collaborations as well. And there are times where you do kind of, you know, sometimes I do kind of want to tug it back, like, wait, I want this to go this way, my way. <laughs> but I'm so grateful for the collaborations that, you know, he and I did and have done on so many of our albums and to be able to sing harmony with each other. Right. I mean, I'd love to hear you guys. It feels the same, the co-writing and the harmony singing. Um, how would you both kind of talk about that or describe that experience, especially for someone else? trying it or wanting to get better at it the co-writing and the harmony singing yeah it's interesting like we we in the the little bit of co-writing we've done we've never had any moments where it was like i really think it should go like this where we we were at odds like we we it just sort of flowed pretty smoothly yeah it has and then the harmony singing you know sometimes i might come up with something that just that feels natural for the harmony, but then after we explore it a little more, Natalie might suggest, you know, the harmony go a little, diff oops, a little different way. Um, and uh, so then we'll work on that harmony and, you know, come up with an exact harmony instead of just what feels like it should it should be yeah I think um I'll I'll go ahead and uh, throw myself under the bus here for a second I I can get a little bossy with harmony <laughs> but we like this the co-writing has been very smooth but I I fully admit that like Shannon will find like you know kind of like the natural like third below or whatever you know and and then some, I'll be like no I think we should do this note and then I'll just sort of like push until I do. I get pushy with harmony. I'll throw myself under the bus there. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. I think it's just, you know, wanting to the song to be the best it can be. and For sure. So. Yeah. And some of our favorite acts to listen to are just all about, like, the most amazing harmony. So, obviously, we both kind of, well, I, I grew up listening to the Indigo Girls. Um, you're a fan of them as well. Just yeah. the harmonies that they come up with. I mean, it's, it's not just the third above or below, right? It's just really intricate stuff. And then we're both huge fans of the Milk Carton Kids. Um, we've been lucky enough to meet them. Um, and uh, it's, their harmonies are just amazing. And like, they'll say, and if you listen to any of their interviews or whatever, that they'll just like go for the most obscure note you know, like it's like they'll, they'll just try every possible note combination until they find the one that would be the most surprising because that's going to be the most satisfying. You know, they don't go for the easy harmonies at all. And um, learning to sing along with their parts um, on on the record, just listening and singing along is, has made me a better harmonizer for sure. Yeah. I It was high school when I discovered the Indigo Girls. So it was early 90s and I 
was smitten from like the first note. <laughs> and Pete and I, you know, my husband and I have been together since high school. We we were already singing together. So we, we started, he would sing the Indigo Girls duets with yeah. me. It was great. I love that. And then I'm sure I heard some, you know, I it made me, your first song that you shared also made me think of Gillian Welch, David Rollins, just the amazing harmonies and songwriting. Um, I felt like you guys are really channeling these, you know, inspirations of yours. Um, and it's just so beautiful. How would you, with songwriting, how, and how, um, like, let's say over the past year or so, were you thinking, I want to make an album, I need to write this many songs, or was it, oh, wow, I'm starting to have a lot of songs now that are coming to me. Maybe it's time for us to create an album. How do you get, you know, what's your life look like as a songwriter in that way? It, it was definitely the second description you gave that we songs were piling up, you know, and so once we have a song, a new song written, we start test driving it pretty soon. Like we'll start playing it at gigs and, and, you know, we, I mean, it's not uncommon for us to like finish writing a song and like play it at a gig that night. Like we're, we're we'll, we'll do that sometimes. And, and then they start kind of piling up, you know, it's like, oh, we have like, we have like six unrecorded songs. Like we're close to another album, so, you know? So next thing you know, you've got 12 unrecorded songs. And so you start recording them. So it's, it kind of just goes like that. We don't ever set a date like, oh, it's been two years. We need to write a new album. Like the songs just sort of get written as they get written. And then they, they kind of just pile up and then we record them. Well, that's it's there's so much bravery. I can certainly attest to having been there playing, you know, performing gigs, writing songs, making albums. I mean, we were just talking before we started recording about how you guys are pressing actual CDs, which got me really excited. I've been I've been missing that experience at shows of, you know, actually like passing up the physical CD over to someone, having them be really excited about having the whole album. So I love that you're both continuing to show up for that. Yeah, as long as there are still people asking for CDs, we'll we'll print a small batch of them. But it's it's really we're down to just a handful of people I think that really want the CD, but but they really want it. So we'll we'll you know we'll make them while people are still asking for them. But yeah, there's you know people don't have CD players in their cars anymore. They, I mean, I don't have one in my car. Um, Shannon still does, but, uh, but they're not really making CD players in cars or my laptop doesn't have a CD player. I mean, so I can't, yeah, I can't see them hanging around that much longer, but oddly vinyl is coming back. So you just never know. Right. And cassette tapes. And well, I think what will never go out of style is the need to write songs and for us to hear each other's stories. And that's what's so special. I mean, go back to that first song you just played for us today. And, you know, you give us a perspective in this house and you give us images. And, um, you know, I've started to learn how to like feel what is what's being like affected in my body when I'm listening to a song. And sometimes I'll feel a, a song in my chest. And it was interesting, like your song, like it, I felt it in my gut, which was really neat. Like, you know, it just like really kind of it brought me to a spot in in my center that it was touching you know that it's affecting that it's waking awakening so that that will never go out of style our need to write music and our need to hear hear songs and you know what I would love to talk about 
Um, Natalie, when you were a guest songwriter in my songwriting group and in my six week course, it was so, um, I've, I've had so many takeaways since that time we had together about your music therapy work. So I would love for you to tell the listeners about, you know, what it is you do, what it is that, um, is special for you in that music therapy experience and, um, the gift that you bring to others to say the least doing that work. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so I'm a board certified music therapist. I have been for 20 years. Um, and so if you're not familiar with what music therapy is, it's, um, it's a, it's a profession where you use live music activities to, um, work with people in healthcare, uh, mental health settings, um, kids, kids and adults with disabilities, um, just all kinds of, uh, uh, medical and, and, and mental health care needs. Um, so the, the work that I've done, um, has been kind of all over the place. Um, over the last 20 years, I've worked with, um, folks in the end of life and hospice, um, helping them write a song, um, to leave for their loved ones, you know, as a legacy of their life. Um, I've worked in neonatal, um, ICU. So in the NICU with premature infants, um, and mothers, um, uh, both uh, with infants that are, um, you know, w- working toward uh, getting discharged, and and also with infants and 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 parents when the infant is not expected to survive, um, helping them cope with that horrible tragedy through music. Um, I've worked with uh, people with addictions and and um, trauma, mental health. I've I've done some some work with uh, veterans. Um, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. So, so in each one of these scenarios, the goal is always different, but, um, what we do is we assess, um, where music can help. So whether that's something emotionally driven, like helping them write a song to process their emotions or to, or to, to capture a story and help them process the story in a different way, or if it's motor skills. So we work with people who have experienced a traumatic brain injury or Parkinson's or something where, um, you're actually working with them playing instruments and using instruments in kind of a rehabilitative way. So um, playing xylophones or drums or key, even keyboard or strumming a guitar, but doing it really methodically and systematically where you're using, you're targeting muscle groups and, and movements um, with those instruments. So it's really purposeful. Um, and I really could go on and on, <laughs> but um, I know we only have an hour. Um, if you'd like to learn more about music therapy, you can definitely visit www.musictherapy.org. That's the American Music Therapy Association. Um, to become a board certified music therapist, it's a, a four-year bachelor's degree, and there's a six-month um, clinical internship that's required for board certification. But it's it's just been an absolute joy um, to work with people in music therapy. And you know, when I was a kid. I, knew, I had no idea that was even a, a job. You know, I, I um, showed up in, in college and I actually started as a music education major because I had no idea what music therapy was. But when I first heard about it, it was truly like all of the things I was interested in all combined into one interdisciplinary field. It just seemed too good to be true, but it is a pretty fantastic day job for a, for a gigging musician, I'll tell you that. Oh, well, that's just so incredible. I mean, goosebumps listening to you describe the patients that you've worked with and how you've helped people in these different stages of life. And, you know, in my songwriting groups, I'm working with 
you know, adults who don't have, you know, those issues, um, you know, necessarily, but there's so much of that same, okay, we're processing emotions, we're um, getting these stories out. And that's an incredible field. And I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's very well known. And I think it is really important for us to tell, you know, and share that with our young people, because I'm sure, I'm sure it has informed your music, you know, life, your songwriting, your performing. I mean, we feel that. Um, and I feel like, you know, you've really, um, it's been brought home to me even more what I knew intuitively that music is healing. And so to hear, you know, from you, how you see that and how you've studied it and how you help train other music therapists, it it's brought, I've thought about that since our time together, that it's so healing that I write my songs, that my clients write their songs and that they sing them. That's what we were talking about that you had said, I thought was so powerful. It isn't just the writing of these songs, that's so powerful and healing, but it's actually, you know, picking the song up and singing it. And I have that experience when I'm, when I'm continuing to perform or just sing them in my living room. Right. Yeah. So when you write a song about something traumatic or something painful, it doesn't change the story per se, but it changes your relationship to the story. You're taking something painful and emotional out of yourself and and creating this beautiful song and each time you sing it it's a little bit different and you start to you start to kind of think of it differently I mean I've, I've done that with with things I've been through in my own life and and you know some songs that when I first wrote them I couldn't even play through them without crying and now when I play through them I I think of them differently they've, they've changed and it's helped me move that emotion you know, into more of a, a kind of a safer long-term storage, you know, if that makes sense. It does. And and what's interesting, um, and I, I'm sure you'll be very familiar with this, but there have been a lot, there's been a lot of grief in my songwriting groups, a lot of um, people passing away from Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, losing parents, uh, losing a partner. And I started on a song and, um, you know, one of those experiences where the song was just coming through me, you know, thought, okay, this is interesting. And I got to the chorus and I was singing, um, you're gone, but you're forever in my heart. And I thought, wow, like, I, I'm sick. Like, this sounds like I've lost someone. And, you know, I've learned to like, okay, don't question it, just go with it. But I remember thinking like, can I sing that? That's so sad to just sing, you know, you're gone. And it's like this high note and. And I went with it and I thought, well, maybe this is because I've been working with songwriters who are going through all this grief. And then um, within a few weeks, my mother-in-law who'd been suffering from dementia um, became very ill and we knew she was at the end of life. And the day she passed away, I sat at the piano and I finished that song and I cried and and, you know, that was like the best way that I could access those emotions. And then I knew. And, and so I know I'm not the only songwriter. There's so many of us that have had that where something starts to come through in the song almost before we even know what it is or before we've even experienced it yet. And that song that's going on my new album has um, been the one that people are incredibly, you know, touched by and keep commenting on. 
So just a real powerful transmission of life. And um, so, yeah, I thought I was thinking about you guys with that song. Yeah, there's just the the universality of grief, you know, I mean, it's it's it it's sad, but, um, you know, it's something that we can all relate to. And it's such a gift to, for me to have that song. Right. And I'm sure. Um, and then we'll get here to another one of your songs. But um, for me to be able to go back to that song and to be able to sing it and I get to visit her that way. Right. I get to honor that and honor the grief that I've been, you know, helping others try to carry. So there is so much good and I um, in songwriting, in singing and writing songs and uh, the two of you just really embody that. So how about um, playing one more song for us today? Is this a good time for you both? Well, we're really excited um, about this new album of yours. And uh, you're, are you going to play another song from the new album? We are. This is called I Won't Be Back. And so this is um, this is one actually that that is already also out as a single. Um, in today's world, uh, dropping singles along the way is is the uh, is the way to to get the most mileage out of your album, I guess, you know, um, in the era of streaming. So, um, yeah, so we had uh, about half of the songs from the album already already out as singles. And then, oh, here's the rest of them <laughs> on July 20th. Um, but really, you know, that's kind of the way everybody's doing it these days is it's called a, I, I Googled this, it's called a waterfall strategy. So you release, uh, you know, one song at a time, you know, until the really, until you get to kind of halfway, uh, maybe even a little more than halfway of all the tunes. And then you, you, you drop the whole thing as an album. So um, Taylor Swift does it. So I guess we can do it. <laughs> All right, this one is called I Won't Be Back. One, two, three, four. Honey, it's late. And I wouldn't care, but you said that you'd be home at eight. So you're out there running around. If you want to get out first, you better move fast. You, better move you fast. won't leave me for her. I know you said it meant nothing to you, but if I leave you for myself, I won't be back. Baby, let's talk. If you can't be bothered, let me tell you I'm prepared to walk. These boots are already broken in. I may be caught in between, but I'm a queen and I won't be seen treated like I'm the second best. Got you figured out. You can figure out the rest. I know you want to go. Believe me, I won't stop you. But if you want to get out first, you better move fast. You, better move you fast. won't leave me for her. I know you said it meant nothing to you. But if I leave you for myself, I won't be back. 
out first You better move fast You better move You won't leave me for her I know you said it meant nothing to you But if I leave you for myself I won't be back I know you wanna go Believe me, I won't stop you But if you wanna get out first You better move fast You won't leave me for her I know you said it meant nothing to you But if I leave you for myself I won't be back If I leave you for myself I won't be back Oh, awesome. All from your living room couch. That was great. Wow. I love the variety between the first one you played today and this recent one. We are excited that you've been dropping these singles as a waterfall so we can start to hear some of them. Um, yeah, that is something you will really notice. Like when you listen to the whole album from start to finish, um, there is a lot of variety. Yeah. Um, there's a common thread. I think there's like a common Shandy's songwriting thread through all of them, but like one sounds more rock, one sounds more folk, one's kind of a little country-ish. We have the, the last track, um, which uh, no one has heard yet. It's called No Apology. It's like a straight up pop tune. Um, I mean, there's still acoustic guitar there, but it's, it's definitely got some some pop elements and it's just really it's just all over it's kind of all over the place yet yeah. yet united it's hard to explain yeah. but <laughs> it's um it's a lot of fun we had a good time with it i was just thinking that sounds like so much fun and i feel like there are a lot of us songwriters myself included that struggle sometimes with things sounding too much the same you know and falling into those same patterns but you know i've had the the privilege of watching the two of you play your guitars and thinking like, Oh, you put in your time, you know, you put in your time for your skills and, you know, knowing your way around the guitar and different chords and different grooves and being able to pick out, you know, a break. So I love that. I, I would love for you to talk about um, maybe how to inspire, how would you inspire others or encourage others to have variety um, when they're, you know, their songs are kind of sound, starting to sound the same or they're sinking into a little bit of the same pattern. Um, what would you guys suggest? Well, I would say, you know, maybe just when you're writing the song to be open to thinking about it in a different style than what you usually do. Um, I think that's kind of what we've done you know, I guess some of these songs could be played more folky, but we just started imagining different sounds and different styles and like, you know, this song would really sound good as a pop song or as an 80s song. And we've just kind of taken the approach when we recorded it, um, like what? what's what best serves the song you know and how can we make this song the best it can be i think that's a great way to put it and you know when we perform our live shows it's just the two of us you know we don't have a band with us so like everything does tend to sound more folky although mm -hmm. at our live shows shannon will switch back and forth between acoustic guitar and electric guitar um but you know most of the most of the songs 
that we write kind of sound more folky when we perform them live, more, more, you know, acoustic versions, um, obviously. But yeah, when we go into the studio, it's sort of like this opportunity to, um, like Shannon said, like, see what would best serve the song or like, how could we bring this song to life in the best way? And, um, the analogy I keep using is, um, the book versus the movie. It's like you read a book and you're like, you love the book. And then you, you go see the movie and you're like, Oh, they changed that. Like I, um, you know, I like the book better. Like they changed the ending or, you know, that character wasn't in the book or, you know, that kind of thing. Well, you know, a movie is a different medium, right? It's a, it's a visual medium. So you, you change things up. And so what I've, I used to be one of those people that would be like, Oh, I hated the movie. The book was so much better, but I've kind of come to a place where I realized that there's value in the book and the movie and that you can enjoy both and you don't have to compare them. One, they can be standalone things. So like, you know, our version of Day Trip Tuesday that we play live does sound more, you know, acoustic-y, you know, because we're playing it, <laughs> we're playing it live without a band. Um, and so you get that version, but then like, you can still love the 80s inspired recording of Day Trip Tuesday, you know, you can, you, you don't have to choose, you can have two versions. Um, and so that's kind of how how I look at it and how I kind of approach it. And, you know, some people might say like, oh, you know, that's, that's not your usual sound. Well, you know, people get our usual sound all the time when they come see us at the corner brewery, you know, but they listen to the recording and they get something different. I love it. And that that's really a spice of life, right? Keeps you both excited. Like you said, it's fun. You get to use that creative imagination and I think your new album will inspire a lot of songwriters into that variety. I love that you gave yourselves permission. I talk about that a lot. Like as songwriters, give, give ourselves permission, A, to be a songwriter, and then also to, um, you know, allow ourselves to um, stretch and do different things and allow the music that wants to come through us. Yeah, I think another thing that that can help with that is just listening to a variety of music. And and I've done that my entire life. Um, my parents, you know, exposed me to quite a variety of music when I was a kid. Um, I mean, they just were playing records in the house all the time. And there was quite a lot of diversity in what they listened to. And so I I just grew up that way and, and seek out. All, I mean, I listen to music constantly um and it's i mean if you look at my spot like my spotify is like all over the place like it really struggles to to guess what i want to hear next because it's just all over the place and so i think my songwriting reflects that you know i mean i one of the reasons i kind of do write in different styles even though it's i i do think there's a like i said sort of a common thread or like a you know i still kind of keep my same voice maybe uh so to speak through throughout all the songs but um, I'm just influenced by so many different artists and styles, you know, so that that does kind of come out in the writing, I think. That's great. I love to encourage songwriters to, you know, not only listen, but then also to learn, which obviously the two of you have learned how to play these styles as well. So then it's in your toolbox. Right. And then when you go to write a song, you know how to play those different chords and those different tempos and those styles and and the songs reflect that. So I'm very excited about this new album and I love and it takes a lot of courage to, um, you know, pay attention. Like you mentioned Taylor Swift, who's, you know, always on play in my household um, since I have a teenage daughter 
And, um, and she's very inspiring. And for us to not only show up as songwriters, but also that business aspect and of like, yes, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be proud enough of these songs to let them go out into the world. So how's the world working right now? Okay, well, let's release some singles. And, and, uh, and I love that you're both songwriting so much and performing, um, as well as the other work you do in the world. <laughs> And just really that partnership that the two of you have and the way that your voices blend together um, and that you could do these partnerships in your songs and those collaborations, it's really something to celebrate. And so I hope you both celebrate that today and when we get off the podcast that all of what you are doing, um, not easy in our world to, can, to be artists and just continue to show up for the craft. So big congratulations and, and admiration from me today. Thank you. Thank that, you so much. That means so much. Thanks. Well, I love spending time with you both. And um, I'm going to have everything in the show notes, but I want everyone to go look up the Shandies and enjoy the sunshine that you guys bring through your music. And we're excited about the new album. We want to support you that way. And um, I'll post where we can find you on Instagram and Facebook and um and then all the places everybody listens to music, you have a bunch of albums out that they can listen to on Spotify and Apple. And am I forgetting anything else? I think you got it all. Yeah. All, and both the songs that we performed for you today are both out already. Um, you can stream those right now. You can check out Day Trip Tuesday. That one's <laughs> like, we keep talking about that just because it's a summer song. Um, but yeah, we sure appreciate your time and, and the invitation to be on the, the podcast and your kind words. You're one of the things I, I love about working with you, Anne, is that you're just such a thoughtful listener and your comments are so thoughtful, you know, um, and, and that's, you know, you don't, you don't get that everywhere. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'll put a link, especially to our, this summer song that we need. And if people are listening to this past the summer, it'll bring them some summer, some summer fun, a summer vibe, right? I mean, that's what music does. It really changes our vibration. Um, so keep up the amazing songwriting work and uh, let's do this again. I, I want to hear, I want to, I can't wait for even the next batch of songs, you know, six months to a year from now, what the two of you are creating and, and the love you have for each other. It's just really inspiring. So thank you. Thank you. All right, this, the Shandies, Natalie and Shannon, we love you guys. Thanks, Thanks for being here today. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. If you have dabbled in songwriting, but you want to improve your skills and write great songs that you truly like, check out my six-week online songwriting group program. It's designed so you can zoom in from anywhere to feel inspired again, be in a supportive group with us, and put songwriting on your schedule and make it a much bigger part of your life. It's a satisfying healing practice. Just check out my six-week online songwriting group program at my website, annsibley.com. It's not too late to register, but the class is filling up for August. So jump in early, get in on the early bonuses before August 1st. Go to annsibley.com and reach out, set up a consultation call today. Thank you so much for being with me today on the Songwriters Podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast wherever you are listening, and then you will get a notification uh, each time I upload a new episode, which will be happening more and more. All right, guys, take good care.